Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. My name is Maureen Y. Smith, and I am so happy to be able to share with you as a new program on WJMM. And if you didn't tune in yesterday, I suggest you go to the podcast and check out the date and there you will be able to review it. Now, as we continue the theme of yesterday with the number eight, biblically meaning new beginnings, I hope that those of you that did hear the program yesterday has made a conscious choice to start a new beginning with God. So today I am going to share and discuss one of the most important components of our existence, which is how we communicate and build relationships with others, because that is truly our foundation of our existence. Now, if you were to think of all the many forms of communication, we could actually compile a list ourselves of how we express to each other. One of the things that I actually shared in the book, I shared some of the ways actually that we do communicate. So of course we communicate verbally. We can communicate through sign language. We can communicate through a mechanical device. And even in our silence, we communicate because of course some people communicate in prayer through silence. And then of course, some people do pray verbally. Now, when you also think of another way communication can be expressed, It can also be expressed by someone's body language or even in a nonverbal expression on their face. Now, within these types of methods, it can be expressed in a positive way and sometimes even in a negative way, depending on how the conversation may be going. Now, of course, some of us have done that many of times. Actually, my daughter actually told me about it one time. I had had a conversation with someone some of the things that they were saying just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I didn't share anything verbally. I just kind of continued to listen to them. And then we parted ways. Now, I thought, of course, I handled it great just because I didn't respond and definitely didn't respond in a negative way. My daughter did let me know that even though I didn't say anything verbally, my facial expression showed it. So my facial expression obviously did not come across in a positive realm. Maybe I think my eyes may have, you know, kind of said something to them. Or maybe, you know, I had a frown on my face. I can't see my face, so I don't really know what it looked like. But she definitely let me know that they felt probably a different way. And not just because I didn't say anything back to them. They read me a certain way. We all have to be conscious about even our nonverbal expressions that we give to each other. Now, sometimes, of course, some of the things that we say may not be conveyed in the way we may want them to be, as I mentioned just now. And it's so important that when we do communicate with one another, that our dialogue is constructive. I have to ask you, when you're in a conversation with someone, or maybe when you come across someone, how open are you when you first meet someone? Do you have your guard up or are you willing to be open to them? Now, I understand sometimes people are not 
willing to be too open or maybe they don't want to share too much just because they may just be a private individual. But sometimes there are those situations where people have a tendency to be reserved just because of some bad experiences that they may have had. And so that's something that you have to think about when you're engaging with someone. Is it really because of something that's happened to you? Or is it just something that maybe you just don't want to divulge too much information to someone because you are a private individual? And I'm going to probably put a pin right there and hopefully I'll be able to come back to that. So when you really think about the two forms of communication, one of the things that you have to think about is the talking component and the listening component. I'm going to actually first talk about the talking component. Now, when you think about talking, and especially if you start thinking about just the individuals themselves, most talkers are extroverts. They're confident. They don't mind striking up a conversation, even with complete strangers. And some of them actually can have great personalities. They are willing to welcome you into a conversation. Now, let me also add, sometimes talkers can display a negative persona in that they may talk and talk and talk. (laughs) And sometimes they never allow anyone to get a word in. They may also have their own agenda and never really listen to what other people are saying because they want to be in control of the conversation. And then there's those times that they may talk on top of someone else, which limits a dialogue. Now, Psalm 21, 23 says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. And then Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. So even as a talker, sometimes you can maybe reap some consequences based on how you are expressing yourself. Now, if there is a balance in the conversation and an exchange is taking place, then the dialogue itself should be productive. However, if there is not a dialogue, it can probably happen because of the second form of communication not taking place, which is the listening component. Now, listening is just as important and probably even crucial in communication as the talking component. It is so, so important for all of us to be able to just understand or interpret the information that is given to you so that you are not misled or misguided. It becomes really important for us to get the clarity that you need so that you won't walk away from a conversation with the wrong information. Now, Proverbs 18 and 2 says, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Wow, that's that's pretty powerful when you think about that. Most people believe that they are either excellent listeners or that they do some form of it. Now, what about you? How would you define yourself? Would you define yourself as someone that always listens or that you sometimes listen? Now, I think sometimes when we have come across people, and especially sometimes even in relationships, we may think that we are great listeners until maybe someone may say to us, you don't never listen to me at all. You never hear me. 
hopefully, if that is said, that there are those goals that you try to get better at that. Now, I will add, listening is a skill that needs to be developed. Now, some people struggle with listening for three main reasons. So one, a person is not interested in the conversation that is being discussed. So sometimes your mind tends to wander and think of other things that you could really be doing right now. Or a person may not be in agreement to what is being discussed. So therefore, your defense mechanisms tend to rise up and be ready to prove your point as opposed to really listening to what is actually being discussed. And then lastly, a person may not understand what is being discussed. So they may shake their head and nod and agree with you in the conversation only to avoid coming across that they really don't understand the content that you may be saying, maybe even just the actual conversation. So they don't want to come across as being maybe uneducated or maybe even ignorant. They just want to be able to kind of shake their head and say, yes, I understand when in reality they may not understand. The key thing about listening is that people have to become selfless and not selfish, which can be very difficult to do. Now, Proverbs 12, 15 says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. The wise listen to others. So let me add, we've discussed the talking component and the listening component. Now, it can also be challenging to have fair balance sometimes in a conversation because of the limitations that people have. That's usually due to their lack of trust that they may have. And I actually have that list listed on page 22 of the book if you are following along on that. There's basically about six things that are listed there. Sometimes people are just guarded and they are afraid that people may gossip. And sometimes people don't want to open themselves up anymore. So like I said, if you are following along in the book, you can review that list. Now, in order for you to have a dialogue, there has to be a consciousness and a willingness to build trust and to be open. Now, usually this occurs with listening because based on the statements that are given, you will immediately decide if you want to continue a conversation with a person. Now, if it's favorable and you are enjoying the conversation, you will be more willing to open up. But if by chance the conversation is not favorable, you will try to find ways to avoid them or just to get away from the person because you have already made up in your mind that you don't want to continue in it. Now, I have to add one more important component when it comes down to talking and listening. And that is the ability to agree to disagree. Now, what happens if you both don't agree on something within the conversation? Have you ever gotten to that point where you say where where you're going to have to just agree to disagree? Now, I heard a statement that was made by Bishop Dale C. Bronner that said you can't work through what you won't talk through. So if you're not willing to talk through it, how can you work through it, basically? And sometimes I recognize that disagreements can become very difficult especially if no one is willing to budge on their viewpoints of a subject. Now, 
I also recognize all of us come with different experiences, different environments, how we're raised, how certain situations have made us feel about a specific thing. And so sometimes it guides us to feel a certain way. And it also prevents us from letting go of how we feel about it. And unfortunately, that's what sometimes happens when we hit that block between having a dialogue with another person. When that happens, how do you get to that level of understanding that you are seeking after? How are you willing to work through that when you hit that roadblock? As I am about to close up, I want to be able to just share with you another comment that Henry Blackaby said in Experiencing God. And one of the things, especially as we're thinking about starting this new beginning with God, he had mentioned is that we have to be willing to join God where he is working. Many times we have things going on in our lives and we're asking God to fix this or give us that. And sometimes we're wanting God to align up to us. And unfortunately, we have that backwards. We need to be able to align under the word of God and allow his voice to guide us. So tomorrow, we're going to talk about how communication was started and what God expects from each of us. So we will be in the biblical approach section of chapter one on Wednesday. So please come join me as we continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we conquer the seeds of destruction. Thank you. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.